Hello and welcome back to our continuing study on Just a Thought on the book of Revelation. We're in Revelation chapter 14 today. We'll be covering part one of this study and in in what we do today. I appreciate you, you, you joining us. I hope you'll take your Bible and you'll look up in your Bible the scriptures, even though they'll be shown on the screen for the most part. But it's good for you to get into your Bible and to find in your Bible what God says. Thus saith the Lord. That's what's important. Not thus saith man. Not what I say. Not what you say. But what does God say? And only what God says. So take your Bible, go to Revelation chapter 14 and verse 1 through verse 4. I want to read those scriptures to you to begin with, and then we'll get right into our study. So, Revelation chapter 14, verse 1 through 4 says, And I looked, and lo, a lamb stood on the Mount Zion, and with him a hundred and forty and four thousand, having his father's name written in their forehead. And I heard a voice from heaven, as the voice of many waters, and as the voice of great thunder. And I heard the voice of harpers harping with their harps. And they sung, as it were, a new song before the throne and before the four beasts and the elders. And no man could learn that song but the hundred and forty and four thousand which were redeemed from the earth. These are they which were not defiled with women, for they are virgins. These are they which follow the Lamb whithersoever he goeth. These were redeemed from among men, being the firstfruits unto God and to the Lamb. Now, as we get into our study, I want you to notice that as we go through the book of Revelation, we go through it, we're actually going to go through the tribulation period three different or four different times, I should say. So far, we're now in our third time. We've looked at the seals, we've looked at the trumpets, and now we're dealing with Antichrist and his activities in the Scripture. Now, Antichrist and his activities are dealt with in Revelation chapter 11, Revelation chapter 12, and Revelation chapter 13 and chapter 14. So, the context of our study today is in the last three and a half years of the seven-year tribulation period, the time called Jacob's Trouble. And there were 70 weeks determined, but there is yet seven that have not been done, that have not been fulfilled, but they will be in the tribulation period. So what we're dealing with then is the 144,000, which are dealt with in Revelation chapter 7. We'll look at that in just a moment. 
But to begin with, in Revelation chapter 14 and verse 1, it says, And I looked, and lo, a lamb stood on the Mount Zion, and with him an hundred and forty and four thousand, having his father's name written in their foreheads. So this hundred and forty-four thousand, he says, I looked, and lo, there was a lamb stood on Mount Zion. Mount Zion is dealt with here. Now, the lamb appears here. John speaks of the lamb, speaks of Jesus as the lamb of God. So we know this is Jesus. John chapter 1, verse 29. The next day, John seeth Jesus coming unto him, and saith unto him, Behold the Lamb of God, which taketh away the sin of the world. So John tells us that Jesus is, in fact, the Lamb of God. So here's the Lamb of God standing on Mount Sion. This Mount Sion that is dealt with is not the earthly Mount Sion, but is the heavenly Mount Sion. Look at Hebrews chapter 12, verses, chap uh, verses 22 through 33. We're told there, but ye are come unto the Mount Sion, unto the city of the living God, the heavenly Jerusalem. So, this Mount Sion that's being spoken of here and in Revelation is the heavenly Jerusalem. To an innumerable company of angels, to the general assembly and church of the firstborn. The word church in the Bible means a called out assembly. So this means that the church, the called out assembly has been called out into heaven. And we are now in heaven, which are written in heaven, and to God, the judge of all, and to the spirits of just men made perfect. Now, I'm having a little bit of trouble with my notes as usual. So then the scripture tells us, beautiful for situation. This heavenly Jerusalem is, is the heavenly city in the sides of the north. It says in Psalm 48, verse 2, beautiful for situation, the joy of the whole earth is Mount Zion on the sides of the north, the city of the great king. The great king is the Lord Jesus Christ. He is the king of kings and Lord of lords. It's situated in the beyond and above the planetary system that we see. Isaiah chapter 14, verse 13 says, For thou hast said in thine heart, I will ascend into heaven. This is, what's, this is the city that Satan said, I'm going to ascend into heaven. I will exalt my throne above the stars of God. I will sit also upon the mount of the congregation in the sides of the north. So Satan was going to magnify himself and sit on God's throne, sit above God, become God. This was his rebellion. 
And having seen then, this is the this is the the Mount Sion that's on the sides of the north, or in the sides of the north. This is the heavenly Jerusalem. So he says, and with him, going back to our scripture in Revelation chapter 14, and with him an hundred and forty and four thousand, having his father's name written in their foreheads. So Revelation chapter 7 introduces these, um, this 144,000. I want to read it to you. You have on your screen Revelation chapter 7 and verse 4. But I want to read from verse 4 down through verse 8. I want you to have a good description of who this 144,000 are. And I heard the number of them which were sealed, and there were sealed an hundred and forty and four thousand of all the tribes of the children of Israel. Of the tribes of Judah were sealed twelve thousand. Of the tribes of Reuben, tribe of Reuben were sealed twelve thousand. Of the tribe of Gad were sealed twelve thousand. Of the tribe of Asher were sealed twelve thousand. Of the tribe of Nephthalim were sealed twelve thousand. Of the tribe of Manassas were sealed twelve thousand. Of the tribe of Simeon were sealed 12,000. Of the tribe of Levi were sealed 12,000. Of the tribe of Issachar were sealed 12,000. Of the tribe of Zebulun were sealed 12,000. Of the tribe of Joseph were sealed 12,000. Of the tribe of Benjamin were sealed 12,000. So the purpose in my reading that is so you'll see clearly that this 144,000 come from strictly the tribes of Israel. These are not Gentiles. Not one of them are, is a Gentile. So the Jehovah's Witness claim that they're the 144,000. That was their original claim. Of course, now they number much more than 144,000. So because of that, they, uh, they are no longer uh, uh, call themselves 144,000. In fact, 144,000, according to them, are those that are born again and live in heaven. Of their, of their religion, that is. But the problem is, they're not the tribes of Israel. There's some other problems that you'll see as you go along. So, these are now in heaven. They are the sealed ones. It says, I heard the number of them which were sealed, and there were sealed an hundred and forty and four thousand of all the tribes of the children of Israel. So here's the hundred and forty-four thousand. In Revelation 7, we see the hundred and forty-four thousand. Now we're back seeing them, but we're not seeing them in the same location. We're seeing them in two different places. In Revelation 7, they are on earth. In Revelation 14, they are in heaven, standing before the, the throne of God. And so they are now in heaven. I'm a little confused here. I think I got behind my, in my scripture. I did. So 
These are not the Israel of God. These are not the Israel of God that are spoken of in Galatians chapter 6, nor are they spiritual Jews. They are literal Jews. They are now in heaven, not on earth. They've been taken into heaven. And in Revelation chapter 14 and verse 2, it says, I heard a voice from heaven as the voice of many waters and as, a, as the voice of a great thunder. And I heard the voice of harpers harping with their harps. Now, he says, I heard a voice from heaven as the voice of many waters and as the voice of great thunders. The identity of the one who is speaking, we find in Revelation chapter 1 and verse 10. He says, I was in the spirit on the Lord's day and heard behind me a, a great voice, a great voice as of a trumpet. Now notice, as of. That word as tells you it's not literal. That word as tells you that this is a type. It sounded like a great trumpet. Verse 15 of Revelation chapter 1 says, And his feet were like unto fine brass, as if they burned in a furnace. And here we are again. And his voice as the sound of many waters. So the person who stood in Revelation 1.15, his voice was as the sound of many waters. Now, the person in Revelation chapter 1 is the Lord Jesus Christ. This is who's standing there and who speaks in Revelation chapter 1. So the verse, the voice that we hear in Revelation chapter 1 is the voice that we're now hearing in Revelation chapter 14. And that's the voice of the Lord Jesus Christ. Now, what was said, we don't know. Because it's not revealed to us. We don't need to know. But he said, I heard this voice. The importance is the voice in this case to identify the speaker, the Lord Jesus Christ. He said, I heard the voice of harpers harping with their harps. So we've heard the voice in heaven and now we hear Another voice, it's the voice of harpers, harping with their harps. These are musical instruments in heaven. It says, and they sung, as it were, a new song before the throne, and before the four beasts and elders. And no man could learn that song, but the hundred and forty and four thousand which were redeemed from the earth. This new song is being accompanied by musical instruments. Harps. The singers that sing this 
are the 144,000. Now, nobody can sing this song except them. Look at Revelation chapter 15 and verses 2 through 4. And I saw, as it were, a sea of glass mingled with fire. And them that had gotten the victory over the beast and over the, his image and over his mark and over the number of his name, standing on the sea of glass, having the harps of God. So there's those harps again. And they sing the song of Moses, the servant of God, and the song of the Lamb, saying, Great and marvelous are thy works, Lord God Almighty. Just and true are thy ways, thou King of saints. Who shall fear thee, O Lord? And who, excuse me, I'm getting ahead of myself, not reading the words. That's the problem with reading too fast. So let's go back and look at it. Who shall not fear thee, O Lord? This is what they say. And glorify thy name. For thou art holy. For all nations shall come and worship before thee. For thy judgments are made manifest. So those that are singing in Revelation chapter 15 are identified, at least with their instruments that they're playing, with the 144,000 who stand on the Mount Sion with the Lord Jesus Christ. These are those that came out of the Great Tribulation. They've suffered, they bled, they died for their testimony. They sing a special song, the 144,000. And this special song is one that only they can sing. It's related to salvation by grace through faith, plus the Mosaic law. They've endured to the end. That's what Matthew speaks of in chapter 10 and verse uh, 22. And ye shall be hated of all men for my name's sake, the Lord says. But he that endureth to the end shall be saved. He that endureth to the end shall be saved. Salvation here requires enduring to the end. This is the tribulation period. And these sing because... They have endured to the end of their lives. And the end he's talking about is it's going to cost your life in the tribulation period to believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and to obey God rather than the Antichrist. And here is the patience of the saints, Revelation 14, 12 says. Here are they that keep the commandments of God and the faith of Jesus. So these 144,000 are tribulation saints that have kept the commandments of God, the law of Moses, and placed their faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. We see this in 
James to the 12 tribes scattered abroad. James is written specifically for this group of Christians, as we would call them. Their song that the 144,000 are singing is not a church age song. It is the song of Moses. The tribulation salvation in that day is not the same as today. I'm sorry, I'm back. I'm ahead of myself or back behind myself again. Revelation chapter, let me see. Revelation chapter. That's the song that they sang in Revelation chapter 14 and verse 3. I'm getting a little confused today. I, I apologize. I, I'm having a little bit of problems with, with my thoughts. Then in Revelation chapter 14 and verse 4 it says, And these are they which were not defiled with women, for they are virgins. These are they which follow the Lamb whithersoever he goeth. These were redeemed from among men, being the firstfruits unto God and to the Lamb. So, these are not defiled with women, for they are virgins. This 144,000 are, every last one of them, a male from one of the tribes of Israel. They're male Jews. But they're also male virgins. They kept themselves clean. They're not married, nor do they commit fornication. They've kept themselves clean from the crowning sin of the tribulation. And that's fornication. Fornication runs rampant during that time. Revelation chapter 9 and verse 21 says, Neither repented they of their murders, nor of their sorceries, nor of their fornication, nor of their thefts. This is your neighbors in the tribulation if you choose not to trust the Lord Jesus Christ. You're going to be dealing with murders, sorceries, fornication, and thefts. You worry about uh, identity of sex offenders in our neighborhoods. You better worry about the tribulation period, brother, and miss it by trusting the Lord Jesus Christ today. Now today... Whosoever will may come, the Bible says. The Apostle Paul told the Philippian jailer, Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, and thou shalt be saved, and thy house. Romans chapter 10, verses 9 and 10 says, that Whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. That's verse 13. It says, For with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. And with the heart, man believes unto righteousness. So, today you get saved by grace through faith, not of works, lest any man should boast. Ephesians chapter 2. So, if you want to get saved today, you trust the Lord Jesus Christ. 
and him alone. You confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus, believe in your heart that God hath raised him from the dead. The gospel message today is the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. And how he ever lives to make intercession for us. So if you'll trust Christ today, you'll miss this tribulation period. But if you, like so many today, ignore God, put God in the background and kick him out of your life and kick him out of your, your, uh, what you, your house or your country or like our country has, then the outcome is, is that you're going to have to face God in the tribulation period. And that will be a terrible time. A time when men are going to suffer. A time when you'll have to receive the mark of the beast or you won't be allowed to live. And your neighbors are going to be murderers, sorcerers, and fornication, and thefts, thieves. But these 144,000 have kept themselves clean in a wicked age. And by the way, we can keep ourselves clean in this wicked age that we live in. In Revelation chapter 14 and verse 8, it said, There followed another angel, saying, Babylon is fallen, is fallen, that great city, because she made all nations drink of the wine of the wrath of her fornication. These virgin Jews are tied into the ten virgins that we read about in Matthew chapter 25, verse 1. It says, Then shall the kingdom of heaven be likened unto ten virgins, which took their lamp, lamps and went forth to meet the bridegroom. Notice, they didn't go for the marriage. They went to meet the bridegroom. And at midnight, there was a cry made. Behold, the bridegroom cometh. Go ye out to meet him. Meet the bridegroom again. Go you out to meet him, not marry him. The bridegroom is married already when this takes place. Nowhere in Scripture are Christians referred to as virgins. Only as a chaste virgin. Meet the bridegroom, it says. So as we've said, these virgins go out to meet the bridegroom. They're plural. Again, this is not talking about Christians. Because the only reference made to virgins in concerning Christians is found in 2 Corinthians chapter 11 and verse 2. For I am jealous over you with godly jealousy. For I have espoused you to one husband, that I may present you as a chaste virgin to Christ. So we are 
to be presented to Christ as a chaste virgin. Chaste is a term that means clean, means that there's no defilement whatsoever. And that's what Paul said. He wanted to present them as a chaste virgin, clean virgin to Christ. Is that important? Well, yes, it's important. It's important because there's a difference between being in the church age and then the tribulation. You're dealing with two different periods of time, two different dispensations, if you will, two different ways that God deals with the world. Today, he's dealing through the church, and that day goes back to dealing through Israel. So, God says what he means and means what he says. When he says virgins, he means plural. When he says chaste virgin, he means singular. There's a difference in the two. These are they which follow the Lamb, whithersoever he goeth. This 144,000 follow the Lamb. They are true disciples. They're dedicated to the Savior, as we are to be dedicated to the Savior. John 10, verse 27 says, My sheep hear my voice, and I know them, and they follow me. Are we following the Savior? These follow the Savior wherever he goes, like sheep following their shepherd. So we are to be following our shepherd, the Lord Jesus Christ, even as in that day they will follow the Lord Jesus Christ. These were redeemed from among men, being the firstfruits unto God and the Lamb. Notice, they are redeemed. They are the first fruits. So these that are there have been redeemed to the Lamb among men. They are the redeemed among men. They've been bought like we've been bought. They are the first fruits out of the tribulation unto God and the Lamb. Revelation chapter 5 and verse 9 says, Thou hast redeemed us to God by thy blood out of every kindred and tongue and people and nation. So these have been redeemed. And these that are spoken of in Revelation 5 and verse 9 are the fruits of the ministry of the 144,000 in a worldwide revival that's going to take place. The first fruits is spoken of in Exodus chapter 23 and verse 16. And the feast of harvest, the first fruits of thy labors. That was the first fruit you took out of the field, which thou hast sown in the field, and the feast of ingathering, which is the end of the year, whence thou hast gathered in thy labors out of the field. 
first fruits, by giving the first fruits to God, it was simply acknowledging that all comes to God. Everything comes from God. Whatever we have, our health, our ability to, to breathe, our eyes, our ears, our mouths, the possessions we have. I sit here in my office and I see the possessions that I have. All this will pass away, but this was a gift from God for our ministry. All things come from God. So when we give God the first fruits, which today we do by our tithes and offerings, then we are acknowledging that God's the owner of everything we have. And that's the problem with man. He doesn't want to acknowledge that God's the owner of everything in this world. What we see then is the 144,000 Jewish male virgins out of the 12 tribes of Israel. They are evangelists for God, for the Lamb in the tribulation period. They will be slain by the Antichrist. And God is going to take them into heaven just like he takes us into heaven. They will stand on Mount Zion with the Lord Jesus Christ. And they will bring their fruits. There is going to be a great ingathering by these Jewish evangelists. This is the evidence that the Lord is going to be working in the tribulation to save men. Not the same as today. But nonetheless, the work of the Lord. The first fruits, then, we've seen are the acknowledging that everything we have comes from God, that we have nothing that is that we can claim that we own because we don't own anything. It's all from God, and without God, we have nothing whatsoever. I hope you'll join us for the next study, part two of our study on Revelation chapter 14. But until then, God bless you.